Hello, welcome to the Petty Profit Podcast. This is Joel Berry, and uh, this episode of uh, the Man Hug with me and my brothers is uh, it's more of a check-in. Just uh, we're doing okay. Hope you guys are doing okay. I didn't have time to edit this one. It's been a chaotic week, but we'll get into all that. I hope you enjoy. Okay, welcome to another week of the Petty Profit Podcast. It is Saturday morning, and uh, I it, I know I've been silent this week. I've had a few of you write me, kind of asking what's going on. But uh, I think a lot of us are in the same boat. Uh, it's been it's been pretty crazy. Um, homeschooling the kids uh, and just the way life has been. Uh, it's been tough to get the brothers together all at the same time to talk. It's been tough to get material out this week, and I apologize for that, but uh, I wanted to make sure and at least get something out today as just kind of a hello, how are you doing, hope hope you all are okay, and uh, and just banter a little bit. So uh, we did this uh, just a few minutes ago, this morning on Saturday. We had our coffee. We just chatted a little bit about uh, what's going on and uh, what we're up to, and uh, I hope you enjoy. hope it's encouraging to you. Um, I'm not going to edit this one, uh, so you're going to hear all the background noise and the kids yelling and the dishes clinging and the sniffles and the ums and the uhs. So uh, I like to call it organic. We're going to bring you a free-range, uh, non-GMO organic podcast this morning. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, and uh, ooh, uh, before I forget, I just want to uh, quickly thank... Um, and praise all the the healthcare workers and the other workers that are keeping the supply chain moving, the people that are working in hospitals uh, in the middle of this crisis, uh, my wife being one of them. Uh, she is a nurse at a local hospital, and uh, um, she is a hero. And um, I just appreciate, I'm extremely grateful for all the people who are uh, risking their own lives, putting themselves in harm's way um, in the middle of this crisis to take care of us, uh, keep us safe, and and care for the sick. So um, don't uh, forget to write in. If, uh, if there's anything we can do to help you, um, if you just want to uh, send a letter, you can contact us at contact at thepettyprofit.com, and we'd love to hear from you. But without further delay, here is me and my brothers just chatting and catching up this morning. We invite you to join us. Joel, how long have how long have you been up? What what time do you wake oh, up? Man. I I on well, your typical day. I've been waking up later since this whole break. Guys, guys, um, guys it's still the morning. Let's just be morningish. All right, are you are you recording? I am recording. All right, Sam's got his morning voice going. His soothing, My good morning soothing, voice. Good morning voice. I think. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, Aaron. As a pastor, do we have approval to? put this out there as a Sunday morning service so that people can <laughs> listen to this instead of their Sunday morning service. Yes. If yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Perfect. absolutely. Just yes. You have my permission the to, uh, um, the pastor permission. Well, yeah, we're starting our own church, mm-hmm. right? Right now. Send your tithes some- and offerings to contact at the petty com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. We are. Uh, it is Saturday morning. We are sipping our coffee. We're exhausted. We are throwing this together because we have not so put any content. Early. Yeah, and and we haven't Some put anything out this week. Um, 
and we're sorry about that. But it's been a little chaotic, hasn't it? Just it's it's funny how you you'd think with the quarantine we'd have all this extra time on our hands, but mm. um, you know I've been homeschooling. Um, you've been doing stuff for church, Aaron. Uh, my wife went back to work at the hospital this week, so it's been a little crazy. It's been hard to get together and hard to put together a proper podcast. Oh. But I wanted to get something out, just anything. Um, whatever this is going to be, <laughs> I wanted to get something out for people who who uh, want to hear from the Barry Brothers this week. So, um, oh, man. so well, yeah, you'll get to so hear nice us yawn and it's slurp so nice our coffee. Of us to do that, too, I, for people. I know we're so nice. So everyone, grab your coffee cups, gather around. That's right. Give it a nice big slurp. Give it mm-hmm. the old one two. <laughs> the old one two. <laughs> <sighs> um. But uh, seriously, though, I, our 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 listenership has uh, decreased about thirty percent, which is the case across Whoa. all of podcast them right now. So now we're down to seven. <laughs> no, so we <laughs> uh, it's pretty pretty consistently across all podcasts, and I've talked to a lot of people in the podcast community, like a lot of people who commute and listen to podcasts right. are not listening right now. So, um, you know, downloads have gone down about 30%, but we still have that that core faithful, the remnant. Um, thank you, faithful. Thank you, faithful. And I, I want I to say as well, you know, um, to to people out there, um, you know, f- for whatever this is worth, I, I, I know a lot of people are, are uh, worried about their jobs right now. A lot of people are out of work. Um, but um, I just want to in- encourage you and say that we're we're all praying for you, and um, I, I want to offer this too. You know, if 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 you have a business that's struggling, um, write us write us and let us give you free advertising. Let us give you a spot. Um, if there's anything that we can help you with, um, write us in. Um, we want to um, help our listeners in any way possible. For what that's worth, I don't know. I mean. Um, you, you have our email contact at the petty profit, um, write us if you need anything and, uh, we'd love to, to be there for you any way we can. So we're, we're all in this together. Week two of quarantine. Is it week two? Time has kind of ceased to have all meaning, uh, at this point. It depends on what state you're in, I yeah. guess. I guess. Right? Yeah. Ohio kind of got the jump on this. So we're, yeah. we're well into week two, starting week three, I think. We were, we were a little bit behind you. Michigan was, uh, mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. we're there now as well. I feel like all the governors are just trying to one up each other now. Like, oh, you you banned that? What? I, I'm going to see that ban and raise you this ban. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> br- <laughs> <Not> true. <laughs> Who can? They're all flexing on each Does other it now. Feel like power. I, I feel like some more, some days I I get up. I'm just like, okay, like, are we done now? Can we go back to living normal life? Because it is. I feel like. I'm reaching the point where I'm just going to try to live as best I can. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just like I I, I can't just be in this mindset of staying home all day anymore. I, like I, I'm, people I'm are gonna in, in a week's time, the country's gonna start to go nuts. Yeah, like you're you you can't keep doing this for in indefinite amount of time. And um, I don't know. It seems the so far the signs are encouraging. The numbers are. It seems like. Are starting to slow down a little bit. Um, I know the the big, you know, the big medical ship that they docked outside of New York, yeah, um, like with a thousand beds in it. They've taken like three patients so far, um, you know. So it seems like that, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we're this this thing is on its way out. 
we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the, you know, the good thing is we'll be getting our $1,200 checks soon. Woohoo. Thanks, um, Trump. Well, more for us, Joel, right? I mean, you and I will be getting like... Yeah, because we have kids. I'm. So, I think we're supposed to get like... Thirty-four hundred, I think. Well, you get you get twelve hundred per, per per adult, and then you get an additional five hundred five hundred per, per kid. Why don't they yeah. just like yeah. stop taxing? Because that's like that's yeah. like that's pretty much your tax return right there. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. Like honestly, like <laughs> if I get a check, I haven't even looked into that yet, but I'll probably put it right back towards taxes because I know I owe this year. So it's just like, oh, thanks for yeah. the money. Here, take it. Thanks right for back. thanks for my money, government. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate yep. that. It's kind of funny how you like find yourself getting excited about your tax return, and then you're like, "Oh, this is oh, this is just money that I earned. Yeah, that exactly. they took from me, yeah. and then I they're giving right. some of it back." <coughs> Thanks, government. I saw this. Yep. I saw like this uh, Twitter post, which I know that is like the worst way to start any thought these days. I saw this thing on Twitter. <laughs> I know it's the worst. I get so mad, but anyways, Twitter is like the is it's like the library of Alexandria. It's it's where all the greatest minds meet to share their their yes. wisdom and expertise. Yes, exactly. So, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but this guy was going on about how like Canada is giving way more money to its people, and I'm like, no, like its tax rate is like fifty percent. You know, I, and it's and people it costs, don't think about these things. And it costs about thirty-two thousand times more to live there. Yeah. I uh, we had a where I used to work. We had a factory up in Canada, and the working class in Canada, like just in order to survive in Canada, you have to have like three jobs. Uh, Canada has two class. They have the uber rich that drive Audis and and BMWs everywhere, um, and then you have the working class, which you, I mean, just to just to have a place to live with a roof over your head you have to work two or three jobs i mean it's it's insane it's not it's not uh not everything it's cracked up to be in my opinion <clears throat> has anyone ever said that canada was something that i don't know <laughs> there there what has it been cracked up to be you know <laughs> a lot nicer Oh, okay. Um, Th- yeah, polite. Very yeah, nice polite. People. So, okay, guys, I know our, your time is limited, um, and we're we're kind of throwing yes. this together this morning. I'm not going to do a ton of editing on it. Um, don't worry about noise. Don't worry about kids running in and out. My kids are stomping around upstairs. So, um, I wanted to just kind of start by um, okay. sharing a kind of a lesson that I learned this week, it, and it it sprung out of uh, the sermon from from this past Sunday at my church. I really loved and, and got a lot out of and and we were talking about confronting idols and um our pastor talked about the passage where uh, the prophet is advising the israelites to make sure you nail down your idols because they're going to fall over kind of in a mocking way mm-hmm. and um it got me thinking about the things that we turn to for comfort in times like this <clears throat> when things are uncertain <laughs> when things uh are difficult um and i think w- what i realized was for some reason, I don't know why I'm I'm not scared of the virus. It's it's almost like a a, a roll of the dice, where if if it's gonna get you, it's gonna get you. Why worry about it? There's not much you can do except you know take the proper precautions, be clean, wash your hands. But it's not something to super worry about. And I kind of almost had this mocking attitude towards it. But then I realized I was filled with fear over you know government overreach, government intrusion, our freedoms being lost, and that was consuming me. Hmm. 
uh, to a great degree and affecting me more than I realized. And, and, um, and so I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. Some of the things that we, that we fear that maybe we don't admit, uh, some of the, the things that we run to for comfort that maybe we shouldn't. And, um, you know, I, I would say that, um, um, food is a big one for me <laughs> maybe for all of us right now especially when it's so easy to get you can just type it into your phone and, and that's uh, so true and get well even for me like i'm working at i'm working at home obviously and i have a little desk in our it's basically in our we have a kitchen dining room all one room and my little desk is there and like, without even thinking i'm like just like getting up from my desk and walking over to the fridge and finding like grabbing a handful of shredded cheese and some pepperoni slices and stuffing them in my mouth. You find like, yourself like making <laughs> making new desserts like you just take right. a, a scoop of brown sugar and add it to some bread with, you know, yeah. honey on it. And <laughs> <laughs> you get really creative for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, I, I think it's just, it's good to um, to be reminded of that and, and be aware of it. You know, it's not, uh, you know, not a huge deal right now, but I, I think uh, alcohol again. I don't drink a lot, but I, the last couple of weeks I've, I haven't been like getting drunk or anything. But I've been <laughs> drinking a lot more just to calm my nerves and and um, mm. and so um, just something to be aware of and and something to kind of make make sure that you're centering your mind when when you're feeling that fear and that anxiety or that frustration with the you know the homeschooling mm. or the um, you know the job situation. Um, uh, work on that reflex of, of, of talking to God for just a second, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, uh, putting, putting your mind on him instead of going straight to the, the easy, quick comfort. Yeah. These things, times like these tend to just bring out certain things in us that, uh, we don't often realize or notice are there. And I think they're helpful for that reason. Our true characters um, are exposed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, situations arise that evoke responses that have been lying dormant or just un- unnoticed for a long time mm-hmm. and uh um yeah i was actually just the other day i'm reading through uh the gospel of luke and um i read in in chapter 12 uh the parable of the rich fool the guy who's filling his barns and building new barns with all of this all of his his wealth uh, and all of his goods um and one little phrase in there I thought was that Jesus said was was helpful a helpful reminder to me. He says in verse 15, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the story of a guy who thought that he could find security and peace in amassing all this wealth and then God takes it all away. Um, and I think this is a time in our country where people are starting to see things taken away from them mm. and and the comforts a lot of the comforts being removed um and it's at that point i think you realize what is my life all about is my life about the abundance of my possessions or is there something more um yeah and jesus says later life is more than food and the body is more than clothing and uh and then that really comforting convicting verse which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are able uh-huh. to, if you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious for the rest? Mm. Um, I think that's what's. I think that's something that is. Um, 
being addressed in a lot of our hearts, you know, yeah. like it's exposing how much we trust. And like you said, Joel, where our comfort is being mm. placed. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to, to fear. And, and someone that's, that's my age, yeah. it's, you know, the fear is like the, the opportunities that I would have had, or that people that before me have had are going to be taken away because of viruses or because of the market's going to crash or because yeah. uh, politics are going to go south. Right. Um, like you're just starting out in, right, in life like, and you're, and right, you're it's all getting screwed out, up now. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to be able to, you know, be able to have that job or those investments or that security <laughs> that our, our parents and grandparents had. And that, you know, makes me mad and I worry about it. Yeah. But it's so freeing when you can just decide and choose that like my family, my church, these things can't be taken away from me. I mean, Hmm. at least not in eternity and focusing on those things. Like Emily and I've just been, you know, taking more time just to pray together. Just like, God, if you take everything away, it's okay. And Mm -hmm. we're not like worried about that, but you know, there's like, there's uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And we felt that before with either one or the other of us not having jobs or being out of a job or looking for a job. And uh, it's just so comforting knowing like, like, you know, we're God's going to take care of us. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think we've talked about this before, but just like kind of that pressure as men to like reach a certain level of success and, yeah. you know, realizing that, yeah, I'm going to work for that. Yeah. I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to provide for my family. But if I don't reach a certain level of success that I, I think I need to reach, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, you God is still give it to the Lord. Do your job. And exactly and stuff like this. That's so unforeseen, so impossible right. to plan for. Um, yeah. You just got to trust God with it. It's a good place to be. And, and I think the next step, too, is, you know, kind of once you come to that realization, that sense of peace. You know, you got your own oxygen mask on. Uh, look around and and help mm. others too, because yeah. there are a lot of people experiencing uh, a lot of fear and anxiety, and and don't have the same hope that we do. So, yeah. um, be be on the lookout, you know, for your friends and neighbors, and right. um, see how you can provide comfort and hope, and and point them to the light that that we have. You know, I think that yeah. coming to that understanding is where you need to start, because I see a lot of posts on social media it's like like hey like you know you're going through a quote-unquote traumatic experience just relax it's okay that you wore your pajamas all day like all this kind of stuff and (laughs) i really hate that like i'm just like no like uh, like no like you know all these people like you're going through trauma it's okay look i get it but (laughs) when you when you come to the place so so there's two worlds right there's one that like accepts kind of like the I'm a mess. I'm falling apart. I'm watching Netflix all day, right? Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And then there's the other one that's like, you got to keep grinding. You got to hustle. You got to just keep going. Like, you should be starting 100%. like 10 businesses right now because you have so much time. And I think neither of those are the right answer. And I think when you... Yeah. Both of those are equally stupid. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a happy medium. <laughs> right. You come to the realization <laughs> that your hope is not in this world. That peace yeah. allows you to do work and to be yeah. diligent and to be wise without feeling pressure and yeah. without feeling shame no matter how much you mess up or how successful you are in a day. Right. Yeah, so there's there's a there's a, a group I follow on Facebook. 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 <laughs> I follow on Facebook. That's for chickens. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh. oh man i need another cup of coffee all right it's called <laughs> the group is called the unschool dad um because i'm trying to kind of get get some community with uh with um ho- other homeschoolers and learn about this thing as we're doing this with the boys um and uh the unschool dad shared this this meme and, and you've probably seen the original meme it says if you don't come out of this quarantine with a a a new skill mm-hmm. b your side hustle started c more knowledge you never lack time. You lack discipline, and they they have that last line crossed out. That it's the you never lack time. You lack discipline. They have that crossed out, and it says instead, "No, you are doing just fine. We are going through a collective traumatic experience. Not everyone has the privilege of turning a pandemic into something fun or productive. Stay healthy. Now, listen. If that was shared on like a mommy blog or something, okay, that's fine. <laughs> But for uh, okay, a, a blog. Joel. All right, Joel. <laughs> wow. You can't, you can't expect any of yeah, you can't, out of you can't expect no, women listen, to actually, listen, you know, work listen. hard. It's okay. They could no, sit around. No. They are no, the listen. weaker vessel after all. No. Back back it up, Joel. Backtracks. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. But this this was shared on a dad blog. And I'm like, okay. I replied, I'm like, no. Be a freaking man and accomplish something. <laughs> anyway, so um, with that that uh, sexist segue uh, <laughs> done for us, let's talk a little bit about building a skill. So uh, we have we have all this this time, this unstructured time. Um, have you thought about kind of you know either making it through a book, learning something new? Um, accomplishing a project in the house. What are you guys working on? It's weird because it, as far as just discretionary time or like my daily schedule, time allotment, not a ton has changed really. I mean, I'm working from home, you know, so I, and I still try to do that uh, during the workday. Um, and then once that's done, you, the kids are up and about, you're doing things with them, you eat dinner together and you, you know go in to other bed. words so, your your parents and you never hang out with friends anymore and so your right. life has <laughs> yeah. changed <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah <laughs> i mean there's stuff def- it has changed some uh for sure like you know we're we're doing some kitchen work and and remodeling and so i've been doing a lot of that um but i guess like going into this i just assumed oh yeah there's going to be like all this extra discretionary time mm. for me to learn all these new skills and then now that we're in it we're like there's actually not a ton of extra time right. for us. You still got, I mean, situation. we're still working. Like most people are still working, right. you know, eight hours yeah. a day and they're still doing whatever they do at night besides going out on the town. So that's the thing I, for people that spend every evening, you know, out with friends, hanging out, traveling, going places, then there's a lot of extra time. And you, yeah. you, but you know, that's not necessarily what our lifestyle was before all this went down. Mm. So, so um, should I take that to mean that you guys are accomplishing nothing during this time? Absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> well, I think we all have the um, that masterclass subscription. The masterclass, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hoping to do some like like some of the the writing stuff. I'd like to be uh-huh. able to. So I'll I'll give you guys a plug. I, I'm about halfway through um, Neil Gaiman's class. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh, Neil is a is a pretty awesome writer, and um, he he teaches the fundamentals of how to tell a good story, mm-hmm. and um, you know he's heavily influenced by you know the greats, the you know, Tolkien and Chesterton, and um, you know the the classic uh, you know 
motifs of of storytelling and and I like that about him. And so uh there's a there's a really good workbook that comes with every or at least this class, I'm sure they come with other classes too where you do writing exercises and um I I've really I've really enjoyed it because the way it kind of changes your thinking and turns you to an observer because in order to be a good writer, you have to be an observer. You have to really yeah. pay attention to other people and listen to the way they engage in conversation. And you have to look at, you know, the world and experience it in a way that, you know, you can kind of take that in and he calls it your compost pile, you know, take all this stuff in, throw it in your compost pile of your mind and, um, and always write things down and you'll find that that will become kind of a fruitful uh, field for ideas to spring out of. And um, that's been fun. So I've been kind of just randomly writing. I'll, I'll be inspired by something and I'll, I'll write a little blurb about it. And um, it's, it's fun. It's fun to have your, mm. your brain engaged in that way. Uh, and I'm not used to that. So it's been, it's fun. I, I would recommend uh, master classes. <clears throat> if you're interested in it, you can get two memberships for $180 for a year and you can take unlimited classes Um yeah, and uh it's a and, yeah it's a, it's a good deal so um definitely recommended yeah we uh emily yeah, and i forward s- to started taking that. the wine tasting class <laughs> so you can be snobs oh my gosh <laughs> and and we we were just kind of like chuckling through it because these people are like it's just such snobbery like we just can't reach this <laughs> level i learned a new word though it's called mouth it's, it's something to it's attain. called mouth feel Mouth, um, that's dis- that's a disgusting. I know. Word. That's really <laughs> gross. <laughs> so the wines have mouth feel. So now I'm going to be using that more often. So I'm really glad mm. for that. But yeah, it's <laughs> very snobby. We also learned about Tignanello wine, which mm. is like a hundred and thirty dollar <clears throat> bottle of wine from Florence, Italy. So do you know how I know all that's BS? Um, how Joel? How is all of this BS? <laughs> Because there's a you read a Twitter post. No. On <laughs> there's a great documentary, and I wish I could remember what it's called. I, I'm going to link to it when I find it, um, and I can't remember. But it's about a guy. I think he was he was an immigrant, and he moved to California, and he he made millions and millions of dollars, um, basically mixing cheap swill, like cheapest wine he could possibly find, and and counterfeiting the 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 bottles and the labels to make it seem like like you know the rarest you know million dollar bottle of wine and he started this wine cartel where he was mixing you know boxed wine from the store and making it taste like a really expensive wine and he would sell it for a million dollars and these experts these wine snobs and tasters they had no idea like and they had videos of them like tasting this thing from kroger and they'd be like oh oh wow that is that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's and they, I don't know, they eventually like, caught him and, right. and like, you know, he went to jail, I think. But he Well, it's kind of like abstract art, you know? Like these art critics will look at a a, a piece of art that's basically like a blue square on a canvas and interpret it, you know, and then mm-hmm. you can have someone who just makes stuff up, just throws things on a canvas as a joke, and you have critics interpret it and read all of this crazy stuff into it that was never mm-hmm. you know, Well, like, you even, know, it would be intended. For example, like, you know, if you're a car enthusiast, somebody took a Toyota Camry, like, did a slap job and made it look like something different and then rolled it into like a Cars and Coffee and being like, yeah, this is a rare one-off model. It's worth $5 million and it was made, you know, 
40 years ago or something like that, people would be like, oh, wow, that's incredible. But I don't know. There's a little bit of confirmation. like. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. It is like, it's, it is a little, so a little high Sam, what, what's the mouthfeel of your coffee? How would you describe the mouthfeel of your coffee right so now? So if you could picture just some like ground coffee being water kind of mixed with morning breath and then you've got like <laughs> room temp c- remainder of coffee cup with bottom like dregs in it you know where it kind of solidifies at the bottom of your coffee cup uh-huh. yeah and just yeah. kind of like swirsh that all together and then put it in your mouth <laughs> swirsh it that's what that's the mouth that feel. was wow that was an enlightening master class has done you well sam <laughs> Well, Sam, you'll have to teach us if we ever visit you in yeah. Denver. You'll Perfect. take us out to a nice wine bar Perfect. and show Do us. You the and ways. Emily sit on the couch with your glasses of wine and just be like, mm, "The mouthfeel mm, of this glass of wine is yes. Yeah, mm. Oh yes, the, I'm detecting notes the of okay whatever. Afterbirth is very. Uh, <laughs> afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it aftertaste or is it literally afterbirth? No, that's something Michael Scott says in the office. He says afterbirth. Oh, that's right. Oh, right, the yeah, after, yeah. that is so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, no, did I, did I tell you about this, how, when Emily accidentally bought a $60 bottle of wine? Accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah. I don't even know how she does it, but she, she managed to accidentally buy a $60 bottle of wine. So wait, did she pay that much for it or did it get mislabeled and she, wow. No, she actually did. Um, so she got this, found this recommended wine on like her Facebook group or whatever. And so she went and she got it and there wasn't a price on the wine, but there was like a price next to it or close to it that was like 30 bucks she was like ah it's a little expensive for a bottle of wine but you know we'll we'll treat ourselves and sam got a new job and we'll celebrate and um the guy that was checking her out like had a cold and he was coughing and she heard him say like 57 dollars but she kind of didn't really understand him but she just like paid for it because she couldn't really hear him and she walked out and she was like i'm pretty sure that was like a 57 dollar bottle of wine so it was But it's was funny it? because I'm sitting there and we're sipping this wine and I'm like, man, Emily, this is super good. Like, who needs expensive wine? Because this is like the best $10 <laughs> bottle of wine I've had. And she's like looking at me like, it wasn't that cheap. <laughs> that was a pretty that was a pretty uh, convincing story that she sold to you. There, I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an example of I thought it was a cheap bottle and it was really good. Mm. And it was actually yeah. an expensive one. Huh. Um, the, um, I, I like, uh, Joel got J- Joel, uh, G O T T. And he has a good, uh, Cabernet, I believe that's incredible. Um, this one was called, it's, it's pretty cheap. Nice. Um, okay. So Sam's what learning about juices. wine. I'm learning about writing. Aaron is, are you still working on the backsplash? Is that, uh, is that done? That's <laughs> the continuing story. Continuing story. No, th- well, uh, most of it. I had I I reached a roadblock because they're out of stock of some of the adhesive stuff I was using. So I'm waiting for that to come back in. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we painted our cabinets and put new hardware in. Nice. And now we have we have green cabinets now. Ooh. Hi, buddy. Ooh. Green cabinets with with gold gold hardware. Wow, it's like the Emerald City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, it turned out very nicely. Wow. We we were a little nervous. Can we see it? Because it's it's just, oh, you're it's not a bold in your kitchen thing. right now, are you? I'm not in my kitchen right now. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I like it. Cool. I like it. I'll send you guys a pic or something. But that's what we're Where'd doing. It go, man. Cool, I, it it yeah. sounds like we are all sufficiently uh, 
being a, a, we're we're accomplishing things and to. learning that we're being very manly right now by accomplishing right, things. Right, because that's. Yes, I'm definitely. <laughs> <I'm> de- <laughs> <laughs> We're getting stuff done as men yeah. as men do. Hey, well, I'm definitely learning. <laughs> Hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. I don't think she. <laughs> oh, she has shorts. Okay, they're just really short. You, you couldn't see them. We all thought you weren't wearing pants, Emily. <laughs> so Emily walks out of our bedroom, and her sweater's coming below her shorts, and it, it looked like she wasn't wearing pants. I was like holding my breath while I saw the door open because I was like, I hope she has clothes on. <laughs> I, I forgot until I woke up this morning. Um, all right. So next, the next subject, guys, is probably the most important thing we'll talk about today. Oh, no. um, talking about placing our hope in that which is not in the wrong thing. That is in a, a wonderful segue, Aaron. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Those of us who have who placed our hope I in the storytellers it took of you guys this long. Like this was yeah, like so everyone, a year ago that everyone was talking about. Joel, this. Joel, and I, <laughs> the two dads, finally got around to watching the Rise of Skywalker uh, a couple days ago Ugh. for the first time. Ugh. and it was so it didn't sad. Well. It's so sad, and it's here's the thing for me. Um, I came into it with probably the most optimistic approach you can have. I think I told you guys last week I was already deciding that it was I was going to have a positive view of it. I'm like, I think this will be good, and I think I know why it'll be good. And I was so that's how I was entering it. I wasn't coming in as a skeptic or like, oh, this is going to be horrible. Totally optimistic about it. It's, no, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. It's so, so sad. Here's the thing. The biggest thing, takeaway for me, was despite how, like, the magnitude of it, and, and it's everything thrown in there, it was very forgettable. Extremely. It was It was. There wasn't a, any it story. Was it wasn't a story. There was nothing. I mean, no. was there nothing. wasn't any character development. There wasn't any dialogue. It was... No. It was a it was a canned Disney movie. Yeah, all the dialogue. I've Avengers never seen movie. a movie. I've never seen a movie where literally all the dialogue is exposition or serving the function of getting you to the next scene. Besides Avengers. Like, yeah, I mean it's just like, okay, here we are. Here's the thing. Okay, we got the thing. Now we got to go get the other thing. Where's that thing? Oh, here. It says right here. Let's go get that thing. Okay, we got that thing. Now, now you know, and it's like that that was the whole thing. It was so oh yeah. so disappointing. I I after watching it, I like the Last Jedi better. I always I always like the Last Jedi, so I'll just uh, throw that out oh, there. Oh, how dare you! And I think it could have I think it could have set up the Rise of Skywalker beautifully. If they if they had remained true to it, they could have justified some of the questionable choices in the exactly. Rise of Skywalker. If they had I think tri- they should have they should have never brought the emperor back. Nope. They should have set up Kylo Ren as the arch villain, like the guy that you're fighting against and then him being redeemed at the end being like the resolution which yeah. they like, kind of did it, but it was tacked they on. They did, but it wasn't it was like That was the only and the it whole, was the best part about the movie the whole Sith, was the yeah. was Kylo Ren's arc and they just it was like a side story and that was like the best part. Right. Mhm. Exactly. They should have made that the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the whole emperor with like the Sith choir at the end. Like what? Where did those, those people? Where did those people? Yeah. Where did those people come from? 
Those those that was the choir who sang the duel of fate yeah, song. They've been from, they've from been at soda. every major <laughs> <laughs> every major like Sith Jedi battle they've been like That's right. in the background. I was kinda hoping to see John Williams turn around at the front of the choir with his hood on. <laughs> yes, please. His little nod. That would have been he a actually great, had like, a cameo. little he, Stan Lee moment, wouldn't yeah. it? Like yeah. he had he had a cameo in the Did movie. Really? Did you notice that? You're kidding. Yeah. He was like a bartender or something like that at, at one point. Oh wow. Yeah, nice. it it was so. But anyway, I mean, in that whole like that Burning Man planet, like all like the Wyatt. all the money <laughs> and production value that went into that Burning giant Man. scene, that was absolutely meaningless. Like what? And then it meant why? nothing. Yeah. Meant nothing. And then like you know, General Hux, I'm the spy. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> He's dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, a cool add in, I guess. Well, and then the other general, like who is he? Like why is he? Why is he that there? Guy, that, that guy's I can't part remember of his name. That guy goes back though. General Pride was kind of cool. He was a yeah. good. He was a know, good menacing like, villain. He's in, he's in a lot of offshoots. I think. Like he's Not a big really. bad guy. Yeah. Guys, on a side on a side note, I have uh, every now and then been watching the Clone Wars for the first time. The little animated. Yeah, is that I've heard that's that really good. good. It's actually really good. Yeah. No kidding. Like once you get past the first couple episodes, which are kind of kiddish, mm-hmm. and it's still a little kiddish every now, but like it's actually. Really good. Like I'm, I, the whole time, I'm thinking, like, man, if they made this like a live action, they probably will. Movie, I bet oh, Disney's yeah. working it would on be, that. It would actually be pretty solid. Yeah. Mm. So that's cool. I'll, ch- I'll check that out. Star Wars stuff out there. Yeah, you know? I um, I, I think what is astounding to me <laughs> is how the the world's greatest storytellers who have made it to the pinnacle of uh, uh, entertainment, the entertainment world in Hollywood, you know, J.J. Abrams, Rian Johnson, don't seem to understand. Yeah, no. What what is Hannah, going on? Hold on, Hannah. I was in the middle of a very think? important monologue. What know, did you Joel's think dissecting of our Skywalker right Hannah. now? <laughs> <laughs> I asked Anna, "What did you think of the Rise of Skywalker?" She's like, "Was that the one that we watched?" See, it's forgettable. <laughs> did you like it? She liked it. She she had a great time. Well, you know, I mean, it was entertaining, but it just wasn't a story. Yeah. I it was all, not a Star Wars. All movie. I was going to say was that I, I think it's it's astounding to me that the people who have made it to the top of story of the storytelling world in Hollywood don't seem to understand the fundamentals of what makes a good story. How is that possible? Like well, like I mean, to extent there was a there was a bit of a canned nature to it, a story t- like a canned storytelling component to yeah, it. Yeah, um, that made it almost predictable well the 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 thing that they abandoned from the original trilogy was that the traditional hero's journey you know the 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 carl jung uh hero's journey uh of you know facing your your deepest darkest fears overcoming them facing your father uh becoming better at the end um and they've well, she does face her fears. I mean, that was pretty explicit. Like, facing fear is the destiny of a Jedi and stuff like that. I think, <laughs> I think Hannah's the... shaking her head at me right now. <laughs> it, honestly, in, like, if they could have fixed the whole thing if they just, what you said, got rid of the Emperor and then made it so that yep. uh, Ben Solo lives at the end. I think. Yep. I think, and I was so mad, and I knew what was going to happen. I was watching it, and I was like, oh, he's going to bring her back to life. It's going to be stupid. He's going to bring her back to life. It's so stupid because I wanted him to live because he was actually yeah. interesting. Um, I wanted I wanted Ray and Kylo to get together 
I know, like, Joel. They you're like, I want them to fulfill their biggest meaning no, in life, which is no. having babies. Hashtag together. Raylo. No, I, I, I liked the idea of of the Ray of, going back home and raising up. children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the idea of of balance being brought to the force by the dark uh, yeah. side and the light side, like coming together like that. I, like I thought that would have been an interesting twist. Hmm. Well, there's a there was an element of it, right? Like them coming together to bring balance. Yeah, it just wasn't emphasized enough. As oh it man, been. this is know. what happens, people, when you do podcasts with two dads. Like we talk about big <laughs> pop culture things, like six months We're after there. More than that, more like a year. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, it's out yeah. on Blu-ray, so it's relevant again, people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of folks are watching it for the first time, so uh, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's, enough of enough of Star Wars. I'm done with it. Uh, us three are gonna write the next great modern myth. You just wait. We're gonna we're gonna write something, and it's gonna be really big. Yeah. It's gonna change the world. It's gonna be called Galaxy Wars. <laughs> star Star Fighters. Uh, <laughs> star Battle. Star Battle. <laughs> star Battle. The journey of. <laughs> Charles Kevin. Jupiter Jupiter Walker <laughs> <laughs> of Kevin Quasar. Um, okay, uh, last thing, guys. Uh, also very important. Uh, anyone watch Tiger King yet? Yes. Yes. Uh, hey, all you, you cool cats and hey, kittens. all you cool cats, c- cats and kittens. I was gonna I was gonna open this podcast with that greeting, Aww. and I forgot. Oh. Yeah. You can always. You haven't seen it yet, Joel. Uh, we're. I was. I held out. All last week because I was I wanted to be like really prideful and be like it's a cultural phenomenon. I'm not you I'm not to gonna in. watch it like you 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 dumb people are wasting your time and watching it but I'm not because I'm above all that but then I watched it so um I uh, you know I'm I'm t- like three episodes in so don't spoil okay. it for me um but I think it's it's fascinating I mean it has the same um it it's it's gotten very big for the same reason that uh, making a murderer got big. Remember that that yeah, oh, just that appalling story uh, from making a murderer. It's just like we have this fascination with um just watching these just like twisted people, insanely <laughs> twisted like messed people. up messed up people. That it's like it's so um like kind of messed up, but you can't look away. It's like that ugly thing that is so ugly that it's unique well you know what i think stop looking at it but you can't this is this is my theory on it i think that we (coughs) i think that we find ourselves uh drawn into it and connected to it because these people are living um uh, they're living honestly um as 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 fallen human beings i think so many of us live in we live in a um a culture that has rules and taboos and mores and and we kind of follow the rules and we're good uh, civilized people, um, but deep down, all of us are kind of messed up. We're just you know we have various in, in various degrees we're better at hiding it than others. But here you have people that just they're just they live the full on human depravity experience and they're completely honest with it and honest about it. And um, I feel like it, at some level people are not attracted to it, but it's it's almost like a, kind of the same reason people are attracted to the, like the gangster films. You know, people that don't live by the rules, people that live yeah. kind of above the law. Um, I think it was just 
I, I don't know. I think you're going too deep. I think it was just great it, meme, meme material, and everyone <laughs> stuck at home, <laughs> and it just exploded because the memes were fantastic. Yeah. Well, and it makes you feel better about your own life. You, you're looking around at, at the mess yeah. or the disorganization of your own life, and and you're like, wow, these people uh, are pretty messed up. I'm I'm not doing that bad, I guess. Yeah, I think there's that element <laughs> as well. Yeah. Same reason we watch hoarders and stuff like that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> like out of context, like thoughts about the plot of the whole like thing is actually kind of funny like you know a guy blows up his own alligator house and destroys Don't spoil his... it he's not there yet oh, he's not no. there yet Sam. <laughs> i um it, it is it is crazy that you could, like it's something that the most creative author could never right. think of no yeah you, you can never make i it heard up. rumor that they're actually thinking about bringing the making a murderer person together with joe exotic <laughs> for like uh, some <laughs> what on special earth? <laughs> that's when you know it's just a money grab oh, it's like well this yeah. made money and this made yeah. money what if we brought avery and joe exotic oh, together gosh. wow wow yeah, yeah. Yep. so anyway um, Tiger King. That was our really enlightened and uh, and beneficial <laughs> commentary that on the thing that everybody's watching. Mm. Um, yeah. What else is there to talk about? Right. I mean, that's much, all guys. there is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just wanted to get get a couple scraps out um, uh, and get some content out there. So I scraps. appreciate you joining me this morning. Um, Throwing scraps to our fans. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Well, uh, here's some scraps for eating you. The, <laughs> you just eating you the over. crumbs that fall off of our table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, any any final uh, words, guys? Any final thoughts? Um, uh, I, first of all, just uh, to to our listeners, thanks for listening. Hope you're doing well. Um, hang in there, everybody. Um, and uh, and write us if you need help. I'm serious about that. If if you have a struggling business or a business that is uh, is um, you know going through some tough times because of this, let us give you some advertisement. Um, to our our massive audience, um, and if and if you don't want us to talk about you on the podcast, that's totally fine. We'll just yeah, we'll pray for you and uh, keep you in mind. But no exactly. need to, you know, we're not going to always give you a shout if you don't want us to. I want to yeah, I want to know how the listeners are doing, how the audience is doing. So um, please please reach out and let us know how you're doing and uh, how we can help. So um, what do you think, guys? My final thought would be use this time to maybe even reconnect with friends or family more than you normally would. I think the greater, like the realization that we're all isolated has drawn a lot of us to like reach out even more intentionally than we did before. I think so. And so uh, be intentional, be creative. There's a lot of things that you can still do. Um, we're, 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 we're getting together virtually with some of, uh, my wife's family members and playing a board game over zoom. That's a cool idea. Like, uh, so think of things to do like that. Like don't isolate yourself more than you have to. Um, it's, it's -hmm. important to maintain those human relationships and, uh, and encourage each other. So look for creative ways to do that. That'd be my, my thought. Go for a walk. Good you thought. you can you are allowed to go outside and get fresh air. Go for a dang yep, walk. Yes. I we I took the boys out for a walk yesterday just to get them out of the house, get some fresh air, and um I helped an old lady start a chainsaw while I was out there. <laughs> some old lady came up to me and she <laughs> Wait, was like, "Wait, and then you just handed the old lady back a <laughs> chainsaw that was running?" <laughs> Did you bother asking her what she was doing <laughs> yeah, with the chainsaw? No. <laughs> 
Probably, was she just walking down the sidewalk probably, with a chainsaw? Probably killing her husband Which, or something. <laughs> Toledo, um, Ohio. There you go. She and you thought you did your good deed for the day? She wasn't <laughs> that old. She may have been like in her like 50s or early 60s That's or something so like that. She was okay. cutting some brush out of her garden or something. But anyway. Yeah, there was so just a big old bag like laying in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> was, I don't know what was in it. Nondescript trash bag. Dead deer. You know what it was dead deer in there? Oh, I had my boys with yeah, me, man. so I didn't want to like, you know, I don't know. I, I, they have a hard time restraining themselves when they want to touch something. So I, I yeah. like started it and got out of there as quickly as I could. Yeah. Um, you ask her what all the red paint on her shirt was from. <laughs> her name was Carol. I don't know. Uh, um, That's uh, right. She was yeah. she wearing um, tiger print, Joel. She- <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, the the weather's been beautiful. <laughs> Get outside, walk around. Um uh homeschooling homeschooling has been great. I I you know, I know we we have a lot of parents that listen to uh the podcast. I don't know how you guys are doing with it, but um it's been a great experience for me and my boys. We found that we can get we can cram a lot of work into a short amount of time. I mean, stuff that takes all day when they're at school. Mm. Shoot, mm. we can we can cram it into a couple hours. We're done for the day and then we're out exploring and doing fun stuff it's it's the way to go man homeschooling i hope if Joel's anything turn into a homeschool dad i'm all i'm all for it man when i think i hope my hope is that when this is all done that there will be a a, a small number of parents who decide that homeschooling is for them and keep their kids home next year we'll see i would be surprised you know yeah, why not i'm uh I, I think that could be a good thing. I think people might um, be discovering that a lot of these new rhythms are not bad things. Not bad. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. So, all right, y'all. All right, y'all. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, go accomplish something, men. Be men. Yeah. I'm going to go, go start, start a... Well, I'm going to go start Ooh. a side hustle. Ooh. Go start, start a an side online hustle. business. Get your honey-do list done. Yep. I, I, I'm I'm working on a, a, a headline... That goes something like uh, like uh, man kicks back after a long day of crossing one thing off his honeydew list. <laughs> <laughs> cross cross one thing off, guys. My wife and such daughter a are I haven't done anything. Homemade cookies right now, Ooh. so I'm gonna go. Yeah, check on we, that. We we do cookies. that. We'll, we bake stuff. Like yesterday, yeah, Kelsey baking. and the kids made uh, blueberry muffins. And the only problem is when when you're in the house and there's nowhere to go. Whatever you bake is gone in about five minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she made like five trays of blueberry muffins, and like they're gone. Oh, let's see. Oh yeah, say, kids. Brookie, Brookie needs to take us out. She needs, she needs to bring the outro. Where's Brookie? Brookie do you want Joshua there to say hi? No, he's uh, taking a nap. Hey, Brookie. I already did. Did you make cookies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cookies. Have you eaten one yet? Were they yummy? Gosh. Yay. <laughs> okay, can you say hi to Uncle Joel and Uncle Sam? Hi. Can can you hi, ma- Brookie. Can, Brookie, can you say um thank you for listening to the man hug? Can you say Give her the microphone, man Aaron. Man hug. Yeah. Does that work? Man hug. Man hug. <laughs> say bye-bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Oh. All right, y'all. Thanks for providing the cuteness, Aaron. Yep. No problem. 
Oh, you're talking about Brooklyn. Yeah. I thought you were talking. <laughs> well, Aaron, you, you, are, you are a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right, guys. Have a good day. Bye. All right. Bye. Happy Saturday. Bye-bye.